If you have bills and debt piling up, a personal loan through NetCredit can provide funding up to $10,000 to help you get back on track if eligible. Visit netcredit.com today. All NetCredit loans and lines of credit are offered by a member of the NetCredit family of companies or one of our lending partners. Visit netcredit.com slash partners for more information. The Big Bark Listen Up Dog Owners is for you. Your favorite podcast, The Big Bark, with your host, Dara Burke, and canine co-hosts, Bruno and Millie. The Big Bark. Hello and a big welcome to The Big Bark, Ireland's favorite canine podcast. I'm your host, Dara Burke, and I'm joined, as always, by my two canine co-hosts, Bruno and Millie. So... We had a pretty good episode last week. We had Debbie Luckin of Kids Around Dogs joining us with some very good tips and helpful advice there. So a big thanks to Debbie for coming on the show last week and giving us like all that advice on like how to actually help your dogs and kids get along together. This week we're continuing our summer series and we have a lot coming up on the show. We have our weird and wonderful news a bit later on. And by Christ, have I some weird news that will kind of, I suppose, uh, amuse and, I suppose, baffle people today. And uh, we'll be chatting a little bit of wellness with your woofer. And we're going to be putting our co-host on the spot a bit today with some doggy trivia. I forgot to mention that one before the show started there. And we'll have our dog friendly business of the week. And we're going to be chatting all about dog shoot that is happening this weekend. So first, let's welcome today's co-host. So I would like to have this guy back again after having him on a few weeks ago to tell us all about dog shoot. Peter Smith of Causey Farm. Peter, welcome to the Big Back. Delighted to be back, there. Thanks for asking me on again. Ah, not a problem at all. Uh, yeah, I kind of forgot to mention to you before the show. I'm going to put you on the spot a bit later on. I have a little bit of dog trivia. Just see, like, with dog shoot coming up, how well do you know your dogs? Oh, God. <laughs> so, okay. Uh, preparations going good for Dog Shoot? Mm, preparations are going really good. And it's been a very hectic week here at Causey Farm, assembling all of our different areas where Dog Shoot is going to take place. It's going to be an unbelievable day. Out. I'm really, really excited for it. And the forecast is looking really promising as well for the weekend. So that's good. Yeah, no, the, the festival gods are definitely working in our favour, Dara. Absolutely, and look, hopefully the weather definitely stays good. So first of all, we're going to just dive in, I suppose, to the weird and the wonderful news. We'll chat a bit about Dogitude a bit later on then. And I suppose the first thing I will come to is the weird news that I found this week. Now, the headline on this, and it comes from the Daily Mail, the headline is, I've decided to give up being a human and become a collie. <laughs> So, yeah, that is quite a headline. A Japanese man has spent £12,500 on an ultra-realistic dog costume so he can live like an animal. Um, like, this literally looks like your, like your lassie collie. It, it, like, the thing is so real. If I'm looking at you online and you would actually think it is a real dog. You, you really have to question, though. Like, like, I love dogs, but... What is wrong with people? It's a strange one. <laughs> it is definitely a strange one for sure. 
Uh, I don't think I've ever seen anything like it. This is like a... What age is he? Is he 40-something, I think? Uh, he goes by the name of Toko-san. And he commissioned an agency to spend 40 days making a bespoke collie outfit. And like, there's videos of him here on the Daily Mail, like literally rolling around the floor like a collie. It's, uh, it's uh, like, look, I know I love finding the bizarre news that's out there, but this just, this, I suppose it takes a dog biscuit, really. It really does. <laughs> Okay, so that's the weird news for this week. And I suppose this is kind of cool to think of. Uh, the world's tallest dog has been announced by the Guinness Book of Records. Ooh, when he stands on his hind legs, is seven feet tall. Wow, that's big. Yeah, so he is, Zeus is his name. Great, great name. Because, like, the, I suppose, like, a god nearly a dog's. Uh, he is a two-year-old Great Dane. Like, I know Great Danes are tall anyway. But mm-hmm. I'm fairly sure if I stood beside this dog, like, even without him standing on his hind legs, he'd be taller than me. The Guinness Book of Records uh, recently named him as the tallest dogs, and they had to count 68 times, apparently, to actually check the height of the dog when he was on his hind legs because of the fact that they actually thought a horse they were dealing with. Like, All right. Do you think he'd like to come to Dogitude? I would love to. I would love to. Unfortunately, this weekend is unavailable for me. But what about Zeus? Oh, do you, Zeus? Oh, I, I, think, yeah. I, I think Zeus will be an amazing addition to Dogitude. Uh, might be a bit tricky to get him there, though, because he is in... Oh, where is he? He's somewhere in the US, anyway. Oh, he's over in Texas. Oh, yeah. that's a pity. I like... That's that's at a, like you'd wonder what they're feeding him that he's that he's that tall. I know Great Danes are tall anyway, but mm-hmm. that's it. That's um, enormous. Yeah, absolutely massive. Okay, so that's the weird and the wonderful for this week anyway. I left out the all uh, whole news and sound effect because um my podcast episode last week got taken down on YouTube because I used that music. So I need to come up with new music, even though I bought it. Oh well, that happens. Anyway, uh, we're going to move on here. And I suppose the next thing to talk about, obviously, is the big event that is coming up this week. And I, I don't know, I think that might be, let's see, is that a, a a dog festival, I think, is coming up. Isn't that right, Peter? I, I think you could be right, Dara. All right, so tell us, Peter, tell us and remind people everything that is going on at Dog Shoe this week. So on on the 29th of May, at around quarter to 11, the gates open at 11 a.m., but I'm sure we'll have some eager people coming early. We are opening the gates of Causey Farm to a couple of thousand people and a couple of thousand dogs for what we're hoping to be Ireland's largest dog festival. And uh, we're extremely excited. And it seems like a lot of the people coming are extremely excited too. Because the event is so big and so spread out over Causey Farm that I just feel like there's something for everybody coming on Sunday. Brilliant. Okay, so we know you have the dock diving, which, like, come on, man, you you have to take part in that, surely. Mm, yeah, no, that has been very, very popular. But, Dara, 
Another popular element to the festival is also a, the John Bow Agility Competition. That at the moment has over 150 entries, which I think is absolutely crazy. That's incredible. Like, I know, like, a lot of people love their agility because, like, look, my experience with agility is watching on Crofts every year, and it's my favorite thing to watch on Crofts. I absolutely mm. love watching that and the fly ball. Like, I love watching those two things. But, like, 150 entries, that's, like, that's incredible, especially for your first year as well. Amazing. And now this year, we, we haven't included fly ball this year. But it's already, it, we're already, the committee is already talking about it and we're hopefully going to have fly ball at Doggitude next year. Fantastic. And okay, uh, tell us then, who you have, the, Wolf, the Wolfstock Music Stage, obviously. Who kind of, what artists have you playing on the Wolfstock Music Stage? So one of the artists, well, it's actually one of the bands is uh, the Duffy Brothers and they're pretty much rock and roll, big into that type of music. We've also got a, a group of gifted musicians that live locally in the area. Now, they're not officially a band, but they're currently in the middle of assembling a band together of different musicians who play unbelievably well. They play five nights a week throughout County Mead, and they're thankfully have decided to get together and they're going to be performing on the, on the Wolf Stock stage. And like I said the last day, we also have Bob Dylan tribute. That's brilliant, I'm sure. Like, look, Bob Dylan, now that we like, and even like the Duffy Brothers you mentioned, they were rock and roll. Like, that's the real kind of music that you want, like, at a festival. Festival vibes, that's exactly what we're going for. Exactly. And okay, tell us then, like, you mentioned the last day you have the retail village. How many exhibitors have you at the retail village? So, I was actually having a quick look at the list today. And it's looking like we're going to have over 40 exhibitors and then we're going to have a large amount of food vendors as well. Okay, brilliant. And okay, so give people a quick reminder then of what's happening on the wellness stage and in the, there was a behavior stage as well, wasn't there? Yeah, so the, oh, there, there's going to be a, a decent amount of talks on the behavior and wellness stage, which I think we discussed it on the, on our last episode. But one thing, uh, and it's the, since I, I had told you, it's the same um, speakers are coming, but uh, the demonstration arena is something I'd absolutely love to talk to you guys about today because it's got a lot happening at the demonstration arena. Go for it. Tell us what's going on. So what's going on. I'm actually going to have a quick look at my notes now there just to make sure I don't get it wrong. So we've got a, K9 Detect and Find, and they're going to be doing man training, which is going to be very, very interesting. And they've got an amazing show planned. I've been in contact with them regular enough. And I think their show is going to be about 40 minutes long as well. So it's going to be very, very entertaining. There's also, we also have, a, we've actually got some very special guests. We've got a K9 Cross, K9 Cross Ireland. Canny Cross Ireland, they're um, coming as well. And they're big into scootering and biking and kind of running with dogs. And they were currently, they're just actually back, sorry, from France. They're at a world championship. And I'm pretty sure they won a title over there too. So it's going to be really exciting to see them. Yeah, we actually had them on the show last year. And like yourself, like they, I was like, can I cross? And I was like, no, no, it's Kenny Cross. I like, yeah, Kenny Cross, sorry. <laughs> I, 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 I always get mixed up as well, there's no worries. But yeah, they, they had actually mentioned to me that they were heading to France as well. I had heard that and congratulations on everything that they're doing there. 
I know myself, I would not be able to run with my dog. It's been a long time since I've actually run myself. Um, I used to do, like my last dog, I used to do a lot of running uh, with my last dog until she one day just decided to run in front of me just for for the crack and just <laughs> send me going flying. So that was kind of the end of our running together, really. So And, and Dara, there's also a teaching children to train their dogs uh, with a Dr. Deer, uh, her name is Deirdre Ryan. And uh, she's got an unbelievable show planned. She's got two daughters, and between the three of them, they've got an amazing show. And anybody coming to Dogitude with children, I really encourage to go and see them at the demonstration arena because it's going to be an amazing show. And for anyone looking to teach their kids to train their dogs, she is definitely the lady you want to be listening to. And, you know, like we talked about that last week uh, with uh, Debbie looking from the UK there, a lot yes like because it, it is very important to actually teach your dogs or teach your kids and your dogs to get along together because like and especially teach your kids to respect the dog's like space respect their like own private space for sure no no and that's all going to be covered there and one thing i one thing i'm really excited about and um it was i suppose it was kind of my idea but uh I have a, a slight obsession with Bernice Mountain Dogs. I can join that club. I have a slight obsession. And I've met a lot of them since starting my role as one of on the committee of Dogitude. It's been I've been coming across a lot of them. So I just said to the committee, I was like, "Look, I'd love to do a breed meetup for the Bernice Mountain Dogs," and we are hoping to do that now on Sunday. Uh, the venue of it in the festival is to be confirmed and the time, but I will be keeping people posted on social media. Fantastic. And like your social media has grown so much since you first announced that Dogger was coming. Did you ever expect that things would grow this much? I, I really didn't. And if I'm honest, I definitely have you to thank as well. You know, we were doing podcasts, even only it was only two weeks ago or three weeks ago and Dogitude wasn't near the event what it was when I first came on here. And now I'm on here nearly two or three weeks later and it's just crazy how big it's grown and I'm just really hope that we can put on a show to impress everybody coming. I know Peter, like we're always very happy here to do like whatever we can for any dog event coming up and like fair play to you guys as well as like you've had so much like planning behind the scenes and like can't be easy, especially when you're doing your like normal day job during the week as well. Yeah, that's it. Like today, for example, there was probably 450, maybe 500 children here today. Oh, well, uh, look, I, I'm, I'm just going to be quite honest there. Like, mm. I, I, I probably can't be around four or five of them for too long. So, fair play. <laughs> <I'll do that. laughs> Thanks, Sarah. <laughs> and no offence meant to any children out there listening. No, not listening. No offence at all. But, like, it's, it's grown so much. And, like... It also goes to show how, what a like dog loving community we have here in Ireland as well. We're we're so lucky, and it's only I've only really opened my eyes to it in the last couple of months. How very important my dog is to me, and how I'm so happy that I'm being part of an event that is organised for dogs. Because that's one thing I hope everybody remembers when they're coming to Dogitude Festival on Sunday that we are doing this for the dogs. It's all about to make this the best day possible for your dog. And I feel like if we do that, the owners will be happy to see their dogs very happy. 
Alright Peter, and remind people how to get tickets and the price of tickets as well. So if you want to get tickets, you can click on our Instagram profile or you can visit dogitude.ie online. But if you click on our Instagram, there is a link in our bio and the tickets are pretty sure I should probably know how much. I think the tickets are 19 euro, but don't quote me on that. (laughs) And if you're not, Pete will be giving you a refund over his own pocket. (laughs) Just kidding, he won't. Okay, so we're going to uh, take a quick break there and we're going to go over to the health hub now and we're going to hear from uh, Siobhan O'Neill over at Treaty Vets and Siobhan was with us last week and Siobhan is talking to us this week about just someone's safety tips for a dog around like leaving your dog in a car and obviously that's a big no-no especially this weekend when it's meant to be yeah. 20 degrees or any weekend when it's any bit hot at all. Uh, Siobhan's going to be talking about water safety as well so we'll be right back with you then after that. And we're back with the Health Hub this week again. And once again, we're heading on over to Tree Vets now, where we're chatting to Dr. Siobhan O'Neill. Siobhan, thanks for joining us again this week. No bother, Dara. Thanks for having me back. Okay, so we got a lot of uh, great feedback last week on... Uh, your very helpful tips and we want to have you back a bit uh, to talk about a bit more about just general safety for your dogs especially in really hot weather so obviously yeah. like with the with the temperature starting to rise now you have like your base obviously your basic tips like making sure your dogs have plenty of water and shade and yeah like tell us about why water and shade are so important for your dog Okay, for sure. Um, So every year, every summer, we always see dogs with a condition, what we call is heat stroke. Um, Whether your dog is left out in the back garden and there's no shade in the back garden, they may even have a bowl of water, but that's not sufficient. They have to, if they're outside in the garden, they must have shade. Um, Ideally, if the temperatures are very high, the dog should be inside. Um, obviously you never ever leave your dog in the car no matter even if it's just for five minutes if you're popping into the shop and you leave the windows down never ever leave your dog in the car in the high temp- in the high conditions it can take minutes for the dog's core temperature to rise and they will collapse and they will start seizing if the seizures continue um, it can ac- they actually cause the dog to go into a coma and it can, it can actually be fatal so for sure Um, Once the temperature is over 20 degrees, always walk your dog early in the morning and late in the evening. Keep the dog inside, keep them cool. The other thing you can do is if they are a little bit bored during the day, if they can't go out as much, you can make treats for them. So you could get um, a little dentist stick or even some of their own doggy biscuits and you can mix them with water and freeze them and then give them these to they can lick them afterwards when, once they're frozen and this this is um something that will pass the time for them and, and and will um cool them down also another thing you can do is just um there's little toys called kongs you can fill, fill the kong with a little bit of um, wet food or peanut butter and again freeze that and it'll keep the dog occupied for hours and again that will help cool them down um, if you are in the position where you fought when you come home and your dog, you find your dog is in the garden or if your dog is in the car, collapsed, panting. So they don't they don't sweat like we sweat. They they pant and um, um, they 
they, you know, release the, the when the, when they're panting, that's how they that's how they get the the hot air out. Um, we'll say. So, if you do find yourself in the situation, you need to cool the dog down. You don't want to cool the dog down too quickly. Um, what we recommend is cold compresses. So, if you wet a towel, soak a towel. Put the towels um, under the armpits and under the thighs and on top of the head. You can hose the dog down, but not with freezing cold water, not even lukewarm, just with, with um, you know, cold to, to lukewarm water. You don't want to drop the temperature too much because that can cause other problems. You need to reduce the temperature gradually. This is very, very important. But yeah, the main thing is to walk the dog. If you're walking your dog, if you're walking your dog, it must be early in the morning and late in the evening. If and a tip to do as well, if in the summer when it does get very hot, um, if you can't put your foot on the ground and your barefoot on the ground, then your dog should not be walking on the your, with his barefoot on the ground because same with their cat. Um, it will take off the layers of skin on their pads, even though the skin is very thick on the pads. Um, and it can cause awful dermatitis, it can cause inflammations, and it can be very hard to cure, and it's a very painful condition for them also. Okay, and Siobhan, we actually got a question there recently, and it's one going to put to you now. Uh, one of yeah. our listeners actually asked us, uh, should they apply sunscreen to their dogs? Yes, absolutely. So, especially white, white dogs. Um, so you can apply sunscreen to the nose, you can apply sunscreen to the ears, um not necessarily if it's um over the hair um but if they don't have too much hair on the tail you can apply sunscreen to the tail but especially in cats as well and white cats um they're very prone to skin cancer with bills to pay and debt piling up it's easy to feel overwhelmed personal loans through net credit can provide funding up to ten thousand dollars to help you get back on track financially if eligible our secure application process allows you to customize the terms that work for you and your budget so check your eligibility today without affecting your credit score and help get your finances back on track net credit a more personal personal loan all net credit loans and lines of credit are offered by a member of the net credit family of companies or one of our lending partners visit netcredit.com partners for more information when you see someone sipping on a crisp, refreshing drink from McDonald's, you may suddenly crave one, too. <laughs> and that's normal. It's more than a drink. It's a McDonald's drink. All your ice-cold go-to drinks are here whenever that mood hits. From classic Coca-Cola to a sparkling Sprite to a sweet, sweet tea. Get any size for just $1.39, only at McDonald's. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And this also goes for white dogs. Um, so applying sunscreen to the ears every single day and also to the nose. And th- these are the most common areas where we would see um, skin cancers. Um, if the skin cancer is quite severe, we actually have to remove the whole ear. And sometimes we have to remove the nose also, just the, the surface of the nose. And that would be a life-saving um, surgery. And also that would be in the case if, this, if the cancer had not spread. Okay, that's very helpful. Thanks so much for that, one. And one final question for you as well. Uh, we have a lot of users who like to take their dogs swimming, so like to the likes of local rivers, local lakes. What are yeah. the things to watch out for with regards to water safety? 
Okay. Um, it's no problem if the dog is used to water and um, and the dog is used to swimming. That's great. If there's a dog, if your dog is terrified of water and has never been in the water before, and you decide you just to throw it, throw the dog in. That's up. That's a big, big no-no. The dog will get very, very stressed. The dog will ingest lots of water, and that can cause um, a lung condition, and the, it can actually cause the dog to suffocate. Another thing is um, throwing sticks and throwing balls in the water. Um, if the dog, like we'd say a Labrador, for instance, or a Springer Spaniel, they love to run and jump in the water and fly after a ball. Um, they can actually, once they're trying to catch the ball within their mouths, they're actually inhale, they're gulping in water and they're inhaling water. The water may not go down into the stomach. It could go into the windpipe and then it can go into the lungs as well. So we don't advise you to throw the ball or throw sticks in the water. Also, I would never advise to throw sticks either because we see a lot of stick injuries where the sticks can get stuck at the back of the throat they can get stuck at the, the roof of the mouth and they can cause awful injuries to the mouth and the back of the throat um another thing i would say is that um if you're taking your dog to a lake um just to make sure there's no algae in the lake because a lot of the green algae is poisonous to dogs and we can see we see a lot of toxicities so vomiting diarrhea after ingestion of this because if they're swimming around their mouths are open they're panting it's warm weather they're going to be ingesting some water for sure um and then all this al- you know green algae is going into the stomach a few hours later it's going to irritate the stomach mucosa or the lining of the stomach um and you're going to see some vom- vomiting and then you're going to see some diarrhea as well and this can last for many days and it can make them feel really really sick and sometimes they would actually have to be hospitalised for this. Okay, Siobhan, thanks ever so much for that. Uh, again, we'll leave it there. And thanks so much for joining us on the Health Hub on the Big Bark this week. Dr. Siobhan O'Neill from Treaty Vets here in Limerick on the Health Hub. Thanks and thanks again for joining us. You're more than welcome, Dara. Thanks for having me. And a big thanks to Dr. Siobhan O'Neill once again there from Treaty Vets. And thanks to Treaty Vets for bringing the health hub for us for the last two weeks there. And hopefully we'll have him back on again soon. Now, uh, we're, we've been chatting there while we were uh, talking, like, with, while I had Siobhan O'Neill on there. Uh, myself and Pete on the back on have been chatting. And I, I think this quiz a bit later on is going to be really interesting because, like, it's um yeah it, it, it's going to be good but i suppose what we want to talk about now peter and we touched on it just before <laughs> we went over to the health hub there and one of the things that we have talked about on the show a lot lately because it's such a big issue is like mental health is such a huge issue and we're going to have a few guests on over the next few weeks to talk about it as well but the benefits of a dog for your mental health nowadays it's, it's just unbelievable. It's amazing. It, it does everybody wonders, gets people out for walks, gives somebody to talk to and they have nobody to talk to. It's Dogs are the best when it comes to solving mental health issues, in my opinion. And, you know, we were talking there as well, like you were saying how you got your dog during COVID. Yeah, it was, it was an amazing, you know, the whole family, very few of us were going to work. My sister wasn't going to school. It was just like getting a new sibling. <laughs> and, like, COVID especially was such... Like, I know for me, I, I've been working from home full-time for, like... And still work from home full-time. And that's been for the last, like, 
two and a half years now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it's so isolating. It's it's just great to have the dogs there with you. To me, when I come in from work, the first person I say hello to is my dog, and then I say hello to my family. And you know, I I love how you actually put that there. The first person you say hello to is your dog because like, yeah, it, it, it's almost <laughs> like they are people. Oh, they are. They're they're more than people. They're so she's just so intelligent, and and the reaction you receive when you when I come home from work and my dog sees me, it's just, it just you know it's just unbelievable. It's something every owner looks for with their dog. Exactly, and like him for me, like Bruno and Millie, they just go they go crazy when I like, yeah. come in the door. And like my own father is in his seventies and he's had a lot of health issues over the last couple of years, but. For him, even he, like he's been getting out and about with the dogs in the last two years, kind of like since locked, lockdown, since that whole crappy two K rule went away. He's been yes, yeah. out and taking them down off down to the university here, and the amount of other men like his own age that he's actually met and become like very friendly with, and like he'd go and walks with them now when he's down. You all, it, it's just yeah. it, it's incredible. They all have similar interests now, and dogs, that's our similar interests. Absolutely, yeah. And, like, look, I think as well, I saw it there a few weeks ago down here in Limerick. Uh, you know Uber? Yes. Yeah. So Uber's main European headquarters is down here in Limerick, and they had a bring-your-dog-to-work day. Mm-hmm. And ever since then, I've been on to my own employer, and i like, come on, come on, come on, let's bring our dogs in, please. <laughs> But, like, just the benefits that you see it with companies like Google and Facebook and all over yeah. the US, and the benefits that dogs have, they, like, when you bring them into the workplace like that, it's it's unbelievable for the productivity as well. I, I don't know how, because if there was a dog there next to me, I'd be like, uh, wait, what's work? I, I, I won't be able to focus on work because, like, there'll be a dog there. No, no, but it's great. I'm, I'm very lucky in where I work. I can bring out my dog as much as I want. We've got hundreds of acres to bring my dog around. I'm never short of a place to go on a walk. It's just, I'm, I'm very fortunate down here in Mead. We don't have Uber down here, though. That's all I'll say. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, at least you can bring your dog to work with you. True, true, yeah. And, like, okay, like, everyone felt the isolation, like, during lockdown, especially at the initial stages of lockdown. Like, how, just how beneficial was it for you? having your dog for your mental health how it was was it to have your dog there yeah between my dog my girlfriend's dog kind of just kept us going we literally walked the legs off the two of them Uh, zoe and t-bone is their names and even now it made the two dogs become such good friends because he's an older dog she's a puppy and at the start he was kind of annoying her and now they're best friends which i think is amazing and for both of us like we love to see that so it obviously gives us a good feeling of accomplishment, you know? Yeah, definitely. And, like, look, I've said on the show before, for me, like, my own girlfriend, like, I'm fairly sure when I first asked her out, she said yes to Bruno. It wasn't, <laughs> it, it wasn't to me that she said yes. And, like, do you know, I think to this day she has actually always agreed with that. And, like, that was six years ago. Yeah, I think I did a similar strategy now, Daryl. <laughs> yeah like I just brought a puppy one day like Bruno was only like 10 12 weeks old or he was 12 weeks old and like mm. I brought him into me we were only going out like a week at this stage 
And mm. or we weren't going out. We were just like kind of just kind of starting our. I I don't know what you call the initial phase of a relationship, really. Like, but um, you were on the shift. <laughs> we'll, we'll 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 go with that. We'll go with that. Yeah. <laughs> to any young kids listening, by the way, please ask your parents what that is or not educated. <laughs> so yeah, we were just like started. Like we had gone on a couple of dates, and like I brought Bruno in to meet her. We'd only had Bruno like a week or two at this stage. And I can't remember what he did. We were inside in like the, I think we were either in the park or the pub. Probably, probably the pub. And like, I remember he did something uh, like bold or something. And we're like, look, you know the way puppies are. And yeah, I just yeah. gave him this little tiny little tap on the nose. And he went crawling into our lap. Uh, he hit me. <laughs> exactly. And that's what he does to this day. But, like, the bonds that Bruno and Millie have, like, I suppose, forged for me in Jen over the years, it's mm. just, it, it, they really bring people closer together. Yeah, no person could do what a dog does, in no, my opinion. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. <laughs> so, for you, uh, I suppose it's the dog that brought yourself and your girlfriend together, too? I suppose it was actually her dog, and then I got my dog, so it was her dog that did it. Oh, brilliant. Okay. So uh, she kind of like had her, she had her little big dog. She did indeed. <laughs> I was saying, come on, we go for a walk. <laughs> well, look, thanks so much, Peter, for talking about that. Because like, look, I know mental health and mental wellness is such a, mm. it's a very difficult issue as well for a lot of people to talk about. Yeah, oh, for sure. And it's good that, look, it's good that we're discussing it. And I hopefully people can get a good giggle out of our little story. And I hope people get a good giggle at what's coming next, which is our little trivia (laughs) So, this is a little game. uh, I have not come up with a name for this yet, and I must. But we're going to test people's knowledge, given the dogitude. And, like, it being a dog festival, we're going to test his knowledge and see how much he actually knows about dogs. (laughs) So, <laughs> sorry, sorry, dogitude committee for getting all these questions wrong. <laughs> I am going to put in like a little bit of like bedding music under this later on. Like, who wants to make a billionaire yeah. kind of crap or something? Like, yeah, a million pounds. Good idea. So, I'll, I'll do that a bit later on. And actually, if anyone's listening to this, it's probably already done. <laughs> okay, so okay, question one, Peter What is a dog's most developed sense? Oh, that has to be their nose. Well, I know that one now. Good stuff. That's correct. Now, the next one. Which breed of dog is known for having a black tongue? (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Now, I'm going to be completely honest and admit that I do not know the answer to this one. And I apologize. (laughs) Can you tell me that? Are you going to take a guess? I'm going to say something like... Something, something, a dog that I haven't seen recently and I don't know if they have a brown tongue or not or a black tongue or not, shall I say. Let's say uh, a Great Dane. <laughs> no, uh, but the correct answer is a Chow Chow. A Chow Chow. A Chow Chow. Now, I need to look up and see where a Chow Chow is because I wouldn't know one if it was standing in front of me. No, and oh, neither would I. There those furry little, uh, like... Furry little doggies that have that weird, like, kind of, I don't know how you describe it, like uh, a Mufasa or Simba type face. 
Well, I might see a few at Dogitude now at the weekend, so I, I will send you a picture if I do. Good stuff. Good, good. Okay, let's move on to question three. How many teeth do adult dogs normally have? Now, if I'm completely honest, I did. I was actually looking something up like this last week, and what Google gave me was it gave me the answer of forty-two. And whether that's, that's the that's correct. That is. The- oh, thank- Oh, <laughs> that's the I suppose like obviously dogs lose teeth over time as well probably but like that is the amount of teeth they're meant to have yeah that's good now, I knew that one <laughs> so that is so far two out of three okay oh. so you have to know this one you really have to know this uh, our good friend up in the Auras, uh the president who loves dogs Michael Lee Higgins he is known for his love of which breed of dog? Now, Dara, if I got this one wrong, I would be sacked from Dogitude and Causey Farm. Michael D. Higgins is a big lover of Bernice Mountain Dogs. And we are having a Bernice Mountain Dogs meet at Dogitude. And if anybody wants to invite Michael D. Higgins, feel free. <laughs> Uh, Michael D, if you hear that, or oh, sorry, Mr. President, I should probably call it. If you hear that, you are invited to Dogger's Tool, and Peter is going to cover your, the price of your ticket. Yeah. And the price of your food and your drink and everything else. <laughs> no promises. No promises. Okay, so let's move on to the next one, right? Approximately, this is a multiple choice. Approximately, how many domestic breeds of dogs are there? A, 200, B, 450, C, 800, or D, 1,000? Now, me, when I'm asked a question like that, I always go for the middle. But I think it's less than 800, so I'm going to go with 450. 450 is correct. I was going to give you a choice of 50-50 there, but like, sure. Look, you got it first go anyway. Process of elimination. Okay, question six. In the original Monopoly game... Oh no. Which dog breed is the dog token? Uh, I haven't played Monopoly in years, so but I'm gonna I'm just gonna guess because my dog is a Patterdale Terrier, so I'm gonna say Patterdale Terrier. It's just a guess. It's close, it was a Scottish Terrier. Scottish Terrier, Scottish not bad. Terrier, yeah. Okay. My dog kinda of like a Scottish Terrier, so very very similar breeds, I think. Yeah, yeah, there would be. Same, similar families. Okay, question seven. What is the name for the phobia of dogs? The phobia of dogs? The phobia of dogs, yeah. A lunatic. <laughs> well, the correct answer that we are looking there is sinophobia. Oh, goodness. Derek, I could be here for a week and I would have never got that right. Yeah, I look, I'll be honest with you. Before I did up these questions, I didn't really have much of an idea of the phobia. Now, I do know people who actually have genuine phobias of dogs yeah. because they were, like, pinned against mm. the wall when they were a child. But, uh, yeah. like, uh, apart from those people, anyone else who thinks they have a phobia of dogs, uh, I would agree with your answer. Apologies, you're not all lunatics, by the way. <laughs> yes, we, we do not mean any offence. I'm going to be banned off Spotify for this sector. <laughs> so, okay, so what was the breed of famous cartoon dog Scooby Doo? Ah, uh, no, Dara. That was a great Dane. He had to be the size of him. <laughs> that was a great Dane indeed. 
Okay, so that's question eight. Let me see. How many have we missed so far? One, two. You missed three. So you have five out of eight so far. I'll take it. Uh, two more questions to go. A breed of dog was named after its original purpose of chasing badgers out of holes. Out of holes. What is it called? I always pronounce it wrong, but I do know the name of this. It's a, is it a dash hound? It is a dash hound, correct. Yes, yes. And I was actually I was Googling last week. I've been seeing a lot of these. And the final question. So that is so far, what, six out, of, six out of nine. So the final question, hopefully you get this. It's an easy enough one to finish. What is another name for the breed, Alsatian? German Shepherd. Well, Peter, you did not do too bad there at all. Now, you got seven out of ten. No, we'll take it, Darren. We'll take it. And I think we have, uh, let me see. Hold on, I have an applause thing here. I'm going to add that in. Okay, there we go. I need to remember to actually switch it off, otherwise it doesn't actually go off. Oh, no. Yeah, that would be awkward. But, yeah, okay, you did quite well there. Uh, let's see, what else have we here? That's the last of the quiz. So, okay, so what have we got now? We have to announce our dog-friendly business of the week. And that, this week, is Surge Coffee in Contaf, which I believe is in Dublin. Am I right? Contaf, is that Dublin? Yeah, Contaf's in Dublin, yeah. Good stuff. So, yeah, uh, that's actually thanks to Dog Friendly Ireland that sent us over. We just got, we're getting them in kind of to give us a bit of advice on dog friendly venues across Ireland because I don't know anything really outside of Limerick. And no. So, Surge Coffee, uh, they welcome dogs, I believe, indoors. And they have lots of pictures over on their Instagram page of doggies. And I believe they do puppuccinos for dogs as well. You can't be a good puppuccino, although I prefer a pint, to be honest. <laughs> Me too. And you can catch them on Instagram, and they are, their handle is Surge Coffee Clontaff, all one word. So that's pretty much the show nearly done for today. Um, Peter, I really hope you have a great weekend or a great Sunday for Dogger Shoot. Thanks, Sarah. Like, Look, the weather is looking good. I'm going to have the barbecue out here. And hopefully this time next year, I'll be able to join you up there. I'll be able to actually get up to the show next year. Yeah, it would be unreal. would definitely love it. And okay, so coming up in the next few weeks, uh, we are actually approaching a very big milestone on the show here in three weeks time. We are approaching our 50th episode. So I still can't believe all this started like uh, on a crappy little phone uh, about over two years ago. And we're now approaching episode 50. So like that's a big, big one for us. And we'll have a big competition coming. I hope next week I'll have the details for that. And I'll be announcing that over on Instagram as well. Uh, that's all we have time for today. Be sure to check us out on Instagram on Facebook. Uh, I don't really use Facebook. I find it completely crap. Uh, not Sorry, not sorry, Facebook. Um, <laughs> but check us out on Instagram, Facebook. We're at the Big Bad Podcast there. 
be sure to fo- uh, follow the podcast and you can actually rate the podcast now. Remember to give us reviews on Spotify, give us an hour five star rating there, or give us a review on Apple Podcasts as well. We're on all your podcast platforms and we will be having our Patreon page finally launch in the coming weeks as well. So we'll have a bit of merch and stuff going up on that too. Look, that's all we have time for. And Peter, thanks again for joining us. Pleasure having you on. And hopefully we'll hear all about Dogitude at in a couple of weeks from now. Definitely, Daryl. See you soon. Take care, Peter, and take care, everyone. Have a great week. Bye-bye. The Big Bark Listen Up Dog Owners is for you, all you canine lovers. It's your favorite podcast, The Big Bark, with your host, Dara Burke, and canine co-hosts, Bruno and Millie. The Big Bark The economy is crazy right now. All-time high inflation, bearish stock market, rising home prices and interest rates. How do you figure it all out? Make your money go further and work harder with a certified financial planner professional from Facet Wealth. Financial planning used to focus on retirement, but with Facet, a dedicated expert guides you through every financial decision. Facet advisors are certified financial planner professionals and fiduciaries. That's just a fancy way to say they have the best training, and they're legally bound to do what's in your best interest. This isn't just about investments. You get an entire team of experts within insurance, taxes, estate planning, and budgeting to make complex financial decisions easy. Facet has a simple flat fee, no hidden charges, and with nothing to sell, there are no commissions. Visit tryfacetwealth.com for two months free off your first year of financial planning. That's T-R-Y-F-A-C-E-T wealth.com. Facet Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice.